0: Are you really passionate about where you get your pizza? Do you believe
1: that the bread absolutely makes the sandwich? Welcome to Food Fun Addicts, where if you're still thinking about last night's grilled skirt steak, you're going to love hanging with these guys. Here are your Food Fun Addicts hosts, Matt Hawkman and Jay Shapiro. Hello, everybody. This is Matt Hawkman and Jay Shapiro, and we are. You're food fanatics. You know what? We love food. We're passionate about food. And Jay and I, we met many decades ago at overnight camp. And even though we had a love for sports, now as adults, our love and passion for food has surpassed even sports.
0: That's very true. I know you think the same way I do. When you wake up in the morning... What's the first thought you're thinking?
1: What am I eating? (laughs)
0: Without a doubt.
1: (laughs) Except I don't mind going a little late in the morning before I have something to eat because I get more enjoyment and more excitement out of the lunch and dinner opportunities. Breakfast, breakfast doesn't do it for me.
0: Breakfast, useless. Useless.
1: Although... I do have to say, every once in a while, pre-COVID, when you'd go into a diner or go somewhere to get something to eat, home fries, that art of a good pile of home fries with that crispiness in the onion. If you're getting a little bit of excitement going with thinking about home fries, this is the show for you. This is the podcast for you, because this is what we're going to be talking about every week.
0: So question, home fries or the shredded type? Do you like the chunks, the shredded, the shredded really crispy?
1: No, I like that cut-up potato that takes forever to cook with the onions and maybe some peppers thrown in. You need the peppers, onions. What about corned beef hash along those routes?
0: I love corned beef sandwich, but a corned beef hash, I don't like the ground-up stuff.
1: As you can tell, we really get passionate about good food and finding great deals. And Jay happens to be a really good cook on his own, and we'll get into that. But I thought that we could start out the show really talking about food value. You're great at finding these hidden gems.
0: To me, the food value, first of all, it has to be quality food. It could be a $5, $8 $12, $30 meal. But to me, I want to go to a dive hole in the wall, sit down, have a tremendous meal, get treated right, love the people. You don't see everyone who you normally see in you go on about your business. It's pretty entertaining and pretty
1: tasty. It is. You do have a great knack for finding these places because we're coming to you from Boston.
0: Both of us are sales animals on the road and we have stopped at many, many, many places along our journeys to drum up business and when you find something great you call me, I call you and we can talk about it for a while.
1: I mean, We've been on a hunt for the $5 lunch and it's getting harder and harder. It's not a question of paying the extra or Two or three dollars. It's does that five dollar lunch exist with tax
0: and tip, by the way?
1: <laughs> yes, and also nothing worse than if it comes out to $5.20 and you don't have the 20 cents. I
0: hate breaking that bill to get
1: to- <laughs> exactly. I get really excited at lunchtime when I can go in somewhere and get a great sandwich. You said there's a place. But I've never heard of this before, a chicken marcella sub. Tell everybody about, because to me, I haven't seen it, I haven't tasted it, but it sounds spectacular if you love Italian food. Do you
0: like chicken marcella?
1: I love chicken marcella. So
0: you cut up a piece of the chicken marcella, you go for a bite. What do you do with the bread? You go swimming in the sauce. Now you don't have to go swimming. At lunch, you put the chicken, some mushrooms, the sauce on a nice scally roll, perfect.
1: Can you eat it in the car with the newspaper? No,
0: no, no, no. You got to be focused. You could get a little drippy. I even have a tough time reading the newspaper while having lunch or breakfast because I'm too focused going in with the fork and the shoveling. I look, I take a bite, then I find where I am at the paper, go back and forth. I give up reading. I'll eat and then read.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how these people do it. They're like folding the paper and following every story. It's about the eating and it's about looking around and seeing what other people have. And you know what? Just because you order doesn't mean you're done. I am a huge advocate, what is my phrase?
0: Let's get one for the table.
1: Exactly, let's get one for the table. Because you always wanna get that extra something. And you know what, it never goes to waste. So whether you're two people or whether you're eight people, you gotta order that extra something for the table. I know that we were out for dinner, actually, this was actually with you and uh, a few other people several years ago, we got a steak for the table as an appetizer. Uh, you just got to do what you got to do.
0: He does that, too, because sometimes he really doesn't like to drink. So all the people going out are drinking, and he feels like he's kind of getting screwed, so he better get an extra dish to make break even.
1: <laughs> that is true. I mean, I just, for whatever reason, am not a huge drinker. I don't love the taste. I'd much rather eat. Oftentimes, people are ordering a drink, and I'll just pull the waitress over, and... You know what? Why don't we get one of those sausage things, too? <laughs> and... uh It's just for the pure love of tasting. What about the waitresses? Now, I'm thinking about the place just near Logan Airport that has great waitresses.
0: The waitress makes or breaks the experience. They have to be nice. you got to have some good banter with them. They can give it to you. You give it to them. And nothing better when you ask the waitress, well, what do you think about this or this? She says, don't get that, get this. And their input to me means a lot because they're being open and honest and true to who they are. What they recommend is a reflection on the restaurant.
1: Well, you're right. In in a good restaurant, a good, we're using the word dive, but you know what it is? It's the restaurant experience. Yeah. But you know what? There are so many people that go out for dinner and it has to be for show. They want to be seen. You know what? We're so beyond that. I don't give a damn about that. I just want to go with good friends or my family and get great food. And you know what? The waitress can tell if you're full of shit or not.
0: 100%. They sniff you out like a bad piece of fish.
1: When, you, when you're when you going to ask her questions about what's good, what do you recommend, she knows if you're putting on a facade or if you are really a diehard and you're coming back.
0: And sometimes when you're out with people and you're talking to the waitress and then they look at you like, what the- the hell is your problem? Just order your meal. I'm like, no, I don't want to just order my meal. I want to get the input. I want to know what I should be having. What about this? we talked about this the other night. We had an experience where you went and did takeout. I went out and did takeout. When you're going to get a takeout meal, what is important to you during a takeout?
1: Well, of course, it is so important that the restaurant package the food properly. I mean, if you have anything spilling... Now, I know this is a pet peeve of yours because you love bread. (laughs) If you don't get the bread... Jay is ready to basically picket the restaurants if they miss anything on the takeout order.
0: And it's important that they pack it correctly and seal it. Nothing worse than, especially, let's say, Italian food, for example. If you're going to take out Italian food, you know, it can be a little oily, it can be a little greasy, or the sauce can get wet. If they don't seal it right, it leaks on the bottom of the brown paper bag. You pick the bag up and it rips. Spill on your car, the smell, the stain, the smell's okay because after a while if your car isn't a new car smell, the Italian food's not so bad. But, yeah, but the went. problem
1: with that, Jay, is it's a dead giveaway to your wife that you've already <laughs> been picking at the food on the way home, which is why I like to order a little extra appetizer that I eat in the car. On the way home, got to have something to hold you over, whether that's a slice of pizza, whether that's a little lappy. You know what? I have no issue getting a nice fresh baked good and picking it that on the way home. See, you and I disagree, though, on takeout, whereas you have no problem reheating. And I think that totally defeats the purpose. I don't want takeout if I have to heat it up. But if
0: it's not hot you got to prepare for the takeout. For example, I'll go to pick up takeout. I will call home and say, put the oven on 450 so when I come home from the takeout, or I'll set the oven before I go. So when I come home, heat it up for a quick second to get it hot, depending upon what it is. I think it's important. I like hot food.
1: But certain things just can't be reheated. I have such an issue. My wife has no problem with it. I don't want to reheat pizza. I don't want to bring pizza home from a great pizza place. That's why I will strategically get my pizza. It has to be within a certain amount of time. And I always, and I know we've talked about this before, get there early. If they tell you it's going to be 20 minutes, get 15. there in 10 minutes. You want to be there. So soon as that food is ready, your downtime is cut. You want to get home and it's hot. When you see your pizza come out of the oven, right when you walk in and they're
0: slicing it and they don't have to put it above the pizza oven and they hand you the box and go, that's the perfect, perfect, perfect handoff.
1: I like to wear a disguise sometimes. I don't want to engage in conversation. I don't want to see anyone. Because then saying hello, I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to let the food cool. What's your take on the microwave? In terms of what? Reheating
0: food with the microwave, no microwave?
1: You know what, for leftover or something like that, that's fine. But, I mean, if you're getting the food from the restaurant. No, no, no. 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 No, definitely, definitely can't do that. But, you know what, there are certain foods that I think people make a mistake on getting takeout food. Like, some stuff just doesn't travel well. And you folks that are listening to us right now, you know exactly what we're talking about. You get home, you're excited, and uh, it just didn't work. Like, I'm not a big seafood guy, but, you know, you want to be a team player. So if I get seafood for people that I'm getting takeout for, the seafood never looks like it really travels well. You like seafood. I mean, does it travel well?
0: I don't think I've ever taken out seafood except for maybe Chinese food. With a shrimp dish here or a shrimp dish there.
1: Now, like something like chicken parmesan, that will travel well. Steak tips will travel well. It's all about the vessel that it goes in, though, the containers. Side dishes, though. French fries do not travel well. Any type of potato is going to be cold. And again, that gets back to, ugh, what's the point?
0: Best part about a baked potato, you eat it in a restaurant crispy skin with the salt on the outside when it comes out and you push it open and the puff of smoke comes out, that is money. You lose (laughs) that when you take that home.
1: Now, you know, we were talking about this. The weather's getting colder. What do you think is going to happen with the restaurant scene around the country? People are running out of stuff to do. You know, right now, people are still going out to eat. You know, places have the heating lamps and things like that. But people can play golf. People have been able to go to the beach. People have been able just to be outside. Now, how do you think restaurants can... Track customers because they're going to have to eat indoors.
0: I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm talking about myself personally. I think it's going to be a difficult hurdle, and I hope they figure it out, but they must be a lot smarter than I am. But it's going to be hard for me to go inside to eat in a restaurant, to be honest with you, even if it is spaced out and done well. I don't know. It's a topic that is beyond my ability to answer correctly.
1: I hope that the government is able to address this because there are so many small businesses, really, really hardworking people that have owned family restaurants for decades and decades. And it would be great if the CDC or some health professionals were able to say, the chances of catching are blank. I mean, you and I, we're not scientists, we're sales guys. So we don't know, but I think that's gonna be important. You love to cook. And I know that in our neck of the woods, we live right outside of Boston. When people hear that Jay Shapiro is cooking, like on New Year's Day, where there were about 40 people, when they heard Jay was cooking, people got excited. People got fired up. What are you cooking this week? And when did the passion of cooking, home cooking come?
0: I probably learned the passion of home cooking in college with one of my roommates, who was a pretty good cook, and we just used to cook, and we would have what we call the family dinner on Sunday.
1: Hang on one second. I want everybody to understand, this isn't a guy that lives in the suburbs of Boston that just occasionally cooks something. This is what everybody hopes to have in the house. A guy that loves that 15-year-old or 20-year-old skillet Actually and magic have that skillet happens. from college.
0: I took that skillet from college. I don't know. So the passion is there. But it's, to me, it's all about the right ingredients. It's about honing in on the craft. It's about putting the love. It's very important that you put in the love. When you put in the love, people taste the love. People feel the love. I don't follow recipes. I don't do any of this. Whatever I feel like making, I'm going to make, and it can
1: be... What'd you make yesterday? Yesterday was Sunday.
0: Unfortunately, I didn't make anything Sunday, but Saturday night I had a nice... I had a great dinner Saturday night. We had a... From a farm in Weston or Concord, a... 10-pound capon with roasted vegetables, a side of cacio pepe, a Caesar salad, a lot of wine, a lot of drinks. So that's why I didn't make anything on Sunday. A little slow day.
1: Outside, we had some friends over, had two heaters going. It was perfect. There's some news in the food industry everybody will have an opinion on. This week, McDonald's is going to be rolling out baked goods. So McDonald's is rolling out. It's going to be available all day. They're rolling out a cinnamon roll, an apple fritter, and a blueberry muffin. The problem is McDonald's keeps getting in and out of this baked good arena. And I love the iced coffee at McDonald's. And I think a lot of people do. It's You know what? It's not bitter. I find Dunkin' Donuts really bitter. I'm not a coffee connoisseur. But I just like McDonald's iced coffee. But I like to get a little something with it. Sometimes I will go to McDonald's for the coffee and then go get a pumpkin donut or go to Panera. And I don't want to be making three stops.
0: So will you be having a side order of fries with the baked goods?
1: No. No, no, no. I don't need a potato with the baked good. But I am wondering, do you think that McDonald's has any business getting into the baked good game with only three items? Or do you need more stuff to really make a presentation and get customers to Buy
0: if they're going through the drive-thru, maybe they'll order the baked goods. I don't know, but you're going for the, the cheeseburger or the 2 day No, a no, new but I'm
1: not talking about later yeah. in the day, I'm talking morning. I, I'm talking 7:30 in the morning. Are you I, going to? I will to- say the McDonald's egg sandwich is pretty
0: tasty, so I'm bummed that they got away with that egg white sandwich. Would I order a baked good with that egg white sandwich? Don't know. They may have to prepackage a meal, like a value meal. A, Egg sandwich, baked good coffee for X, and then get people to try it, and then maybe we'll get legs? I don't know. But I'm not going, in, I, I, I'm not going into McDonald's that often, occasionally, for the egg sandwich.
1: I know because you're a Mr. Health. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> a,
0: a temple. I don't yeah. put anything inside my body.
1: I guess I'm more passionate about the McDonald's opportunity than you are because there's such competition now from all these fast service and fast food places. A couple times a week, you want that good baked item that goes with like the McDonald's that I go to. It's a buck for a medium iced coffee. I'm thinking about tomorrow morning, even though I'm not a big breakfast guy, I want to try that McDonald's cinnamon roll. All right, so we have another thing. Uh, Later this week is Halloween. Taking Reese's Cups off the table because that's everybody's go-to. There's no Reese's Cup, but you can have unlimited two types of candy this weekend. What are you going for?
0: I'm going frozen Snickers. And I know this is going to sound, I don't know if it can be considered a candy or not, a frozen York peppermint patty. That's almost like a breath mint, but I kind of like that.
1: Okay, I... Not happy with uh, that <laughs> second answer, a frozen peppermint patty. I, I've clarified that. I kind of knew it wouldn't be, be well-received. But a peppermint patty is quite good. But first of all, no one's giving out peppermint patties for Halloween anyway. So I well, got the big round ones in the bag. Is Halloween going to even exist this year? How crazy is that? I'm a nougat guy, and the problem with me is once I get going, why stop? So I'm a Milky Way and a Kit Kat guy. Kit Kat's and solid. I Kit never get sick of the Milky Way. I can do damage. And I'll tell you what, and I wonder uh, how people feel out there. I feel as if the Kit Kat is just almost like three food groups combined. I love it. And you know what else I love? I can't get over how many people don't like coconut. Oh, I'm an almond joy all yes. the way. I was going to
0: say almond joy, too, but I was embarrassed a little bit because I figured you would have given me shit.
1: <laughs> Why? I, 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 you've got coconut. You've got that nice almond. You have that nice smooth milk chocolate. It's now, dark chocolate, isn't no, it? No, that's Mounds. mounds. That's mounds. mounds. Come on, podcast guy. We're going to lose credibility here as we're just coming out of the I had a brain
0: fart. I had a brain fart.
1: All right. Well, that's all right. And yes, I do think this should be Halloween. I don't see why kids can't, with a mask on, you know, their costume mask go to a house. You can put the candy in their bags and off they go. You know what? It's been tough enough for people. Now- I was talking to my daughter earlier today. One of my daughters actually lives in Tel Aviv right now. She was telling me because she knows of my affinity for Pop-Tarts that somebody brought in a case of Pop-Tarts into the office in Tel Aviv today. She did not care for the flavor. It was a cinnamon. I love cinnamon. I love cinnamon anything. She told me she heated it up. Well, you used to. We used to, growing up, a Pop-Tart, you
0: put it in the toaster and toast it, and it gets nice and gooey. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a chemical package snack guy. That's why you look like that, and that's why I look like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Borat. So, <laughs> you know, the Pop-Tart, to me, there's nothing better. You break it open out of that package, and who the hell eats just one?
0: Let me let me throw something out. Let me throw a curveball to you. We're going to play a game. Okay. Chinese food appetizers. Mm-hmm. Chicken finger, chicken
1: wing. I am going to say chicken finger because generally the chicken wings at a lot of the Chinese restaurants still have hair on them. <laughs> hairy wings. <laughs> no good with the hairy wings. You really need All right. like the manscape right, we go. chicken wings.
0: Boneless ribs, bone on ribs.
1: I'm late to the party on, on bone ribs. I like the bone, bone better in than half. boneless.
0: Got to cut them in half. Pan-fried ravioli, steamed ravioli.
1: I like the crust on the pan-fried, but you know what? But I respect people that like the steam. But you know, it all comes down to duck sauce and mustard.
0: You gotta get the and do. You, do you mix? You gotta go with. The you comb. gotta.
1: You, you have to have the mix. And so many people make the mistake of saying, "Oh no, the mustard's too hot." People. Go slowly. Dip your toe in the mustard. (laughs) Go nice and gradual. A little mustard in with your duck sauce. Mix it on your plate. I know uh, old school guys like Jay and I, we're already eating the duck sauce and mustard before the food even comes. There's nothing better. You mix it on the plate with a spoon and you come in for a little dip with the fork. Beautiful. Exactly, Now, speaking of Chinese appetizers, as a matter of fact, I ate an egg roll out of the trash uh, last year. I love egg rolls and you can't find them. And <laughs> Let me, do you want to know how I ate it out of the trash? <laughs> I
0: got to know why.
1: Right. I mean, it was not imitating Costanza. Here was the story: got home Saturday about one in the afternoon. Had played golf in the morning. Come home, starving. No, not not starving. But I know that one of my daughters had gone out on Friday night. They went into Boston, and there's a great Chinese place in Brookline, Mass, right outside of Boston. They stopped and got takeout. You know, we live about 12 minutes from outside of Boston. They brought the food home.
0: Did you come downstairs in your underwear when
1: they walked in? (laughs) (laughs) Or put a bathrobe on to eat it while it was hot? I sent the dog down. No. So I got home from golf, and I went to throw something away. And there was an egg roll with one bite out of it in the trash. A great egg roll, and I'll tell you what, the egg roll's so damn tough to find these days. I love, the spring roll should never have been invented. It's, it's a grease
0: ball, there's nothing in it. There's it is, nothing you're in you're it, right. It no filling. It is
1: so greasy and you always burn yourself on a spring roll. The egg roll's big and thick, it's got the green stuff and the red stuff. Anyway, I'm looking in the garbage and I'm thinking, this is my house. It was a clean garbage bag. There's just an egg roll on a napkin. It was either my daughter or her friend that took a bite. So I'll cut off the end. I was going to ask, did you you cut off the end? I didn't cut. I broke it off. I texted my daughter later in the the day. I said, that egg roll was fantastic. And she goes, where did you find an egg roll? I said, in the trash. (laughs) She said, you're gross. And I said, "Eh, you know what? I am what I am. It was our house. So could not let the good one go away. What else do you like for appetizers, Jay? Even aside from the Chinese realm. The flatbread. Are you a flatbread no, guy?
0: No. No no flatbread. No 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 flatbread. I do like a uh it's kind of a Chinese thing, the chicken sung lettuce wrap, a nice little Something along those lines. Is that because you want to be healthy or do you actually just like I, that? I like I like I like the texture, I like the flavors, the hoisin.
1: I I it can get messy though. It can it it can squirt out. Now do you think that's more of a specialty appetizer at high end Chinese restaurants or yeah, are, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, mean, I still think you know, coming into winter months, tough to find a really good French onion soup. One of the places in Chestnut Hill in the Boston area, they had the best French onion soup. And you get it nice and crispy. Oh, Charlie's. Charlie's. You ask for the onion soup. You ask for the cheese to be a little crispy and it melts over on the sides nice and bubbling. That's coming into good onion soup weather.
1: Well, speaking of the cheese, 15, 20 years ago, nachos were on every restaurant menu. Now, so many places don't offer them. And if a restaurant, and I can think of a few places, and I'm sure so many people can, the layering is vital. And the cheese has to melt, but it
0: has to melt. You can't have the raw shredded cheese. It's got to be crispy and the plate's got to be hot. When they put that nacho down and they say, careful, the bottom plate is hot, I touch it. It better be hot. If it's not hot, you know the cheese isn't going
1: to be melted. In so many places, just don't layer. You know what else? Fresh
0: jalapenos are good on the cheese, on the nachos. The fresh, big, fresh from the garden, chunks of jalapenos, a little heat. That's nice. Get your hair Get in, your, there. in there.
1: What's it? Like A1. A1, the A1 Get son. your hair. Well, that's a whole other thing. A good steak. You know, in the Northeast, we have the Capitol Grill, we have Peter Luger's, we've got Grill 23 in Boston, there's Morton's. But are you insulting the steak? Are you not showing the steak respect? By opting for an A1 or a Heinz 57 or something. That's a tough question. That's your own personal choice.
0: Well, it's your own personal choice. I got to respect the people and want to put a little sauce on it. Like Peter Luger's, you have that butter and garlic sauce. You don't need the, the sauce. But the Peter Luger sauce, a little dip is pretty nice. And sometimes the Peter Luger sauce, when they have the tomato and onion salad, there's nothing better.
1: Well, that Peter Luger sauce is— I drink like, it. Yeah, It's it's shrimp cocktail sauce in a bottle. That is what it is.
0: It's really good, and you can see the horseradish in there.
1: I, I like that, and I, you know what? I love the taste of A1, but I do feel that I am Over- screwing the steak. I am being totally disrespectful to that $48 steak. Let's say, and I like a steak a poivre. Not a heavy upwav, but enough peppercorn to give it a little oomph. You know what you should try the A1 on?
0: Rice pilaf. A little sprinkle in the rice pilaf and you stir it around. That's where A1 shines the best.
1: What about A1 on some eggs?
0: (laughs) I've never had A1 on eggs. No. So speaking of steaks, I know the answer to this question, and probably the people are going to roll over when I ask you this.
1: How do you like your steak cooked? Well, I know I just a, answer the question. A number of people are going to pull over or say, Oh, what a loser. I like my steak medium well. And if I had to Ugh. go if I had to go a little more gray or a little more pink, I'd go a little more gray. Really bad answer. You know what? And I agree it's a bad answer. I know. I respect the steak. I respect the butcher. You're right. Medium rare to medium is the way to go.
0: I even think medium rare towards a rare. Medium rare, you still need the red, pink, juicy. If it's a good steak, you wouldn't even, if you were to eat it blindfolded, it's the visual, I think, with you, seeing that red, pink meat that's scaring you.
1: I don't know if it's, it just, it just looks unappealing to me. It's too bloody.
0: So bone-in ribeye, boneless ribeye, New York sirloin, bone-in sirloin.
1: I like the New York sirloin, and I do like it peppered. But I know you love a bone. A bone bone. for everything that you order. Sometimes the ribeye is nice with a little fat content that's pretty tasty. Well, I agree with you, although sometimes it causes me, uh, unfortunately, a little (laughs) ribeye to (laughs) ask my waitress where the men's room is. What about sides? Go mushrooms, really crispy hash browns.
0: Cream spinach is my favorite with a steak. The cream spinach is like money. Good wedge salad to start. Shrimp cocktail. Actually, a couple scotches, cold beer, glass of wine.
1: I'm in it. You you know what you did not mention, though? The bread basket. basket. The bread basket. Well, you got to go with
0: the raisin pumpernickel, the matzo, the flat matzo bread. A nice roll, an onion roll. You got to have a good basket of choices. It can't just be one type of bread.
1: And I feel really badly for the steakhouses right now and for all the restaurants. I miss going to a place like the Capitol Grill. The service is wonderful. The people are really nice. The one near me. And that bread basket, oh my God. I could just eat basket after basket after basket. Just outstanding. Now, what do you think about a steakhouse not offering like, for example, the Capitol Grill, if you don't get a steak, they have one chicken item.
0: They used to have a great chicken, like that whole roasted chicken, it was pretty good. But I'm going there for the steak. I'm not going. I'm going to the steakhouse for the steak.
1: Yeah, although a lot of people Go do for like fish. some of the seafood. I really wonder what people are going to do as the vaccine starts to come out and people start to feel more comfortable going out. I wonder if people will say, you know what? I can go out for dinner and spend... $75 for two people, and I don't need to go somewhere and spend $175 for two people. What do you think?
0: I'll tell you what my thought process is. Just to be frank and be perfectly clear, and I'm going to put it out there, kind of pisses me off that I have to go out and spend $175 to $200 to go out for a dinner for an average, or to go out for a night for a dinner. It's absolutely insane. Even if to go out locally to your local place around the corner, you have a burger, an appetizer, a couple of drinks, that's 75 bucks, 80 bucks. The day going out for 50 bucks for you and your wife or you and your date or you and your kid is over and done with. Especially now that my kids drink and they're old enough
1: to drink, they're going to have a couple of beers too. The oh, well, yeah, well, you have two boys in their 20s. I mean, to, when they come they're home, they're animals. They're When animals. they come home and you go out, your wife and the two boys. Forget it. I got it. And like, dad's paying, I mean, which is always the case, let's I, face it.
0: But I just think that the day of the, ra- I think people, this COVID, people have said that, man, I look at my American Express bill like, I don't see all these restaurant charges. I don't see this. I don't see that. They're buying the food at the supermarket and spending money on the supermarket meals, and they're saying, I've learned how to cook, or I'm cooking a great meal for X amount less. It's not so bad, but people want to go out. I hadn't gone out forever. We went out two weeks ago to a fancy high-end place. It was a birthday and a celebration and an anniversary wrapped up. I will say this. It felt really, really, really good to be taken care of and serviced and they did an amazing job. in the
1: restaurant or outside? outside?
0: Outside of one of the finer places, outside on a Jersey barrier on a busy road. Mm-hmm. We didn't give a shit. We just felt really good to be taken care of. And I got to tell you, it was a treat. And in that particular case, I had no problem doing that.
1: Well, you know what? This has been a treat. It has been a treat rolling out our first Food Fun Addicts podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us next week. We are going to be talking about some fantastic service experiences we've had, either in restaurant or delivery, and we've got a few special surprises. So good night, everybody, and get one for the table. Peace out.